Well, good evening, everybody. Um, I hope everybody's having a good evening so far. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, it's been a slow news week. Not much has happened. Oh, that's right. Tech beat the Longhorns and sent them back to Austin, sent them to the SEC with a big, fat L. <laughs> we're going to talk about that tonight. And we're going to talk about how beautiful it is that the last time these two teams are going to play, Tech won. Tech took the Spurs back. Tech sent them scurrying back to the People's Republic of Austin. So we're going to, we're going to break that down. Um, we'll talk about some other news items. We'll talk about Cowboys and Chiefs. And got some listener questions. And then our Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's jump right into it with the kind of recap of today's game. Um, obviously, huge, huge win. Um, biggest, I mean, we're only four games in, but biggest win of, of Joey McGuire's uh, career here at Tech, and you know, I can't, uh, I can't be more excited that I was wrong with my preseason predictions. Um, you know, I, I thought Tech would lose this game, and it wasn't because of an indication of there's something wrong with Joey McGuire and all that. It was more of, I just didn't think Tech was there yet, and you know, history has not been on their side in this rivalry, but. You know, again, second home game in a row, Tech fights back. Um, you know, there were multiple opportunities where, um, you know, UT could have put this game away, made it unreachable, and Tech kept fighting back, and they were able to get themselves. Um, they took the lead, and then, you know, it could have been deflating, losing, getting it, losing that lead with 21 seconds left. But Tech continued to fight back, and... Um, a lot of the issues that we saw the last two weeks, still some of them are there. Um, you know, I thought the offensive line played a lot better um, than they have. It's still not where it necessarily needs to be, I don't think. But I thought your running backs played a heck of a game. You know, they really fought and clawed and scratched their way um, to positive yardage. You know, and, and credit them. I mean, Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson. I mean, both of them. I think both of them had touchdown. Uh, at least one touchdown today. I think Taj might have had two. I have to go back and look. But you know, again, I mean, they were they were workhorses for those extra yards. Um, so credit them. You know, I thought Donovan Smith decision making was a lot better. You know, um, no turnovers um, from him. Um, there was a couple of throws that were ill advised, but. You know, you didn't have the big deflating pick six, and there were a couple of times he just threw it out of bounds, and uh, which was the best decision to make. You know, but I mean, he he, uh, you know, he he kept that offense going, and there were a couple of times that you know things kind of got deflated, and you know he was able to pick up that first down. So, no credit him. You know, defensively, um, yeah, they gave up a lot more points than they have the last couple weeks, but. You know, Texas is a very good team and you've got, you know, Bijan Robinson, you know, he's he's someone that I think you will I think still could potentially uh be in the Heisman 
uh, race at the end of the year, just depending on what happens. And, you know, defense still found a way to make some stops when they needed to, you know, and got got a couple of turnovers, obviously the big turnover at the end in overtime. So, you know, yeah, um, defense gave up more points than they had the last couple weeks, but I think they're going to be okay. You know, fortunately, Tech's not going to face a, a Bijan uh, Robinson-type running back. Um, well, I, t- I take that back. You know, you, you've got Deuce Vaughn uh, next week with Kansas State. So should that should be an interesting one. We'll talk more about Kansas State uh, later. But, you know, I, I, think, I, think the, I think the defense will be fine. But, you know, again, you know, this was, a, this was an, a game where there were multiple times where Tech could have packed it in and, and, and quit. And I've seen that script before from Texas Tech throughout, um, throughout the years. And especially against Texas, you know, the last few times Texas has come to town to play uh, Tech, you know, Tex had the had the opportunity to win and just things fall apart. You know, two years ago, you know, they were up 13 points with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Four years ago, um, it, it was like the reverse Crabtree play. You know, Texas was able to score a touchdown late to win, you know, um, so it's 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 been a very frustrating couple of games in Lubbock, and then you've been blown out, you know, in Austin the last two times, and so um, just this is a, this is a good one to get, and I think for all intents and purposes, I, I believe this is probably going to be the last time you play um, the University of Texas, certainly in Lubbock for sure, um, but I think I, I I don't I know that. The SECs come out with their schedule, and I know this this um, perception and this this narrative of oh, you know, Texas is going to stay at least another year is still out there. I don't think that's going to be. I really truly think that um, Oklahoma and UT are going to be moving after this year, and I hope they do. Um, I want the Big Twelve to kind of start completely fresh with the four new teams coming in. I don't want a weird one to two years of fourteen teams. I think that's it's just it, it's going to be goofy if that's if that's the route they go. So, but what a way to end uh, in this um, in this rivalry, and it is a rivalry. Yes, it's been a rivalry that Texas has dominated more than Tech, but it's a it's a rivalry, and what a way to end it um, with that win tonight and or, or this afternoon. So. Um, Three and one right now. Again, you know my preseason predictions. I did not see that. I, I you know, I was firmly of the belief that, you know, you were going to be going into the bye week at two and four. Um, you know, you're 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 in a position now where at at worst you're going into your bye week at three and three. Um, next week's game is going to be very intriguing. You know, Kansas State. They looked pretty terrible last week against Tulane their offense really couldn't do anything it's currently 14 to 7 in the first quarter um, they're beating Oklahoma they're they're looking a little bit better uh, that's going to be an intriguing game to watch um, I think ESPN well really the Big 12 dropped the ball there on on uh, the television on that it's going to be on ESPN plus but you know I, I really truly think that's going to be a real intriguing game um, to watch next week, I think it's gonna be a good test for Tech. Um, I hate that it's at an 11 a.m. game, 
But, um, you know, I think I think uh, it'll be a really good test for Tech. You know, they've, they've, they've struggled the last few times. They've played in Manhattan. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they how they respond and especially how they respond from a, you know, we can, we can say, Oh yeah, you know, this is just another win. It's not, it's Texas. And, and to beat Texas, um, is pretty, pretty special. You know, not a lot of tech football teams do it. It's only the 18th time it's happened. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how tech responds next week. Um, and then, you know, in two weeks, it's Oklahoma State. We'll talk about that one. Actually, I'll talk about that one a little bit because um, I'm probably not recording next week. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty tough out for Tech. So if you can find a way to win uh, at, at Kansas State and then, you know, you, ha- you I, just, I, don't, I don't see you winning in Stillwater. You're at 4-2 and two at, the, at, at your bye. That's, that's not bad at all. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but you know, I think even if worst case scenario you're three and three, I still feel like that there are at least three wins out there in the back half of your schedule. Um, I've said this in the preview: the back half of your schedule, I think, is a lot more um, advantageous to you than the the front end. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I think th- this this was an overall uh, complete team win. You still have issues, um, you know. Certainly, we talked about um, offenses, offensive line, things like that. Um, but you were able, you were able to be successful in spite of those issues today. Um, I think special teams is still, you've still got some some issues with it, but uh, it didn't it didn't hurt you today. You didn't give up a big play um, during the special teams. You didn't fumble. You didn't have a you know, any sort of uh, punt return for a touchdown, kick return for a touchdown. I mean, you did have to kick the ball out of bounds, which was a little frustrating. But, you know, Trey Wolf then, then came back and, and kicked uh, two field goals to get you to get you the win. So um, you can't really hold a whole lot against him on that deal. So other, other games around the Big 12 and around college football today, um, Baylor beats Iowa State. That was a pretty solid, uh, fun game to watch. Um, Baylor was able to pull it out in the end. I don't know what what that game indicates as far as those two teams. You know, Iowa State, that's their first loss of the year. Um, I, I felt like, and I said this at the beginning of, uh, of the season, preseason, that I think Iowa State was going to take a step back. I don't know if that's this is the beginning of them taking a step back. I also said, you know, I feel like Baylor is in the top tier of the Big 12. I still believe that. I don't think they're going to repeat as Big 12 champions. I think I do think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are probably better than them, but I would put Baylor at that number 3 spot. Um so, I think I think really what you're seeing is the Big 12 is you've got a lot of teams that I think are going to beat each other up. And so not good for your playoff chances, but I think it makes a, for a very uh, interesting conference race. Kansas, I mean, Kansas is 4-0 and now, and Kansas has looked really, really strong. You know, the, the last, you know, since 2009, the, you know, Kansas has been the, you know, you always check that off as a win most most years. You know, obviously 2019 a little bit different with Tech, 
Um, that that's going to be a more intriguing game. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to see Kansas when they play some of the top topper tier um, Big Twelve teams. You know, I, I I don't put West Virginia in that category, and you know Houston. You know Houston just fallen apart the last two weeks. But you know when when Kansas plays an Oklahoma State, a Baylor, or even when they play teams like Tech and TCU and Kansas State, you know is is this is this a new Kansas or is it gonna is the is the old old Kansas gonna pop up? I don't know. Um, they're they're worthy of a watch, I think, this year, um, especially because I truly believe I think their coach will be gone after this year. I think. Certainly, he is. He should be at the top of the list for Nebraska, um, not Urban Meyer. Urban that Nebraska needs to stay away from that train wreck. Um, but you know, Lance Leopold at uh, Kansas, I think, makes a lot of sense for Nebraska to pursue, and it makes a lot of sense for Leopold to go to Nebraska. You know, they keep talking about um, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State or uh, Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Here's the here's the deal. Matt Campbell's been offered a whole lot better jobs than Nebraska. Um, you know, the problem Nebraska needs to realize is you're not Nebraska of 20, 25 years ago anymore. Um, you're you're not a destination job in the in in the Big Ten. But I, th- you know, I think you can money whip somebody from Kansas more than you can money whip someone from Kansas State. And um, Iowa State, you know, and both of those guys, you know, Kleiman, Kleiman stayed at uh, North Dakota State for a very long time until Kansas State came calling. And so I don't necessarily think he would be someone that would leave, you know, when the, you know, right when the first uh, job from a Big Ten SEC school comes calling. And, you know, I, I think he could, he, I think he's in a better situation at Kansas State than he would be at Nebraska. And, and, and I think the same with Matt Campbell. Leopold, I think, is a little bit of a different situation because I I don't know how sustainable success in football at Kansas is. And so I could see him parlaying this this run into a uh, going to Nebraska. But bottom line, Kansas is going to be interesting to watch um, this year. 4-0, I mean – I think that according to Vegas, their their uh, win total was like, you know, two. <laughs> the over under was two, two or three. So you know, they've already doubled that. And um, you know, I I certainly think TCU could be a winnable game for them. Kansas State, you just never know. It's a rivalry game. Could be winnable. Th- that Texas Tech game, you know, even though it's on the road, you know, if Kansas Kansas plays the way they've been playing last these four games certainly they could win in Lubbock I hope not obviously but certainly could happen so uh, that'll be interesting to watch Um, you know TCU big win for them too against SMU you know I was really really down on TCU at the beginning of the season I I still don't know Um, you know that win over Colorado just doesn't seem very impressive because Colorado's pretty terrible you know this is a little bit more of an impressive win for us for TCU but again, you know, when you get yourself into Big Twelve play, how are you going to look? So it, it's just it, it's going to be a very interesting season. Uh, bottom line in the Big Twelve, I, I believe. So, um, you know, other college football 
kind of thought some. Congratulations to UTEP, by the way. UTEP got a big win um, yesterday against Boise State. You know, UTEP's had their ups and downs this season. You know, they there was a lot of hype um, surrounding UTEP football, um, you know, for their week one game against North Texas. And they lost and it really just it wasn't even close in the fourth quarter. And, you know, they then they got boat raced by Oklahoma, which I think everybody expected them to. Um, you struggled to beat New Mexico State, and then you lost a, a pretty brutal game to New Mexico the week before. But, you know, credit them to come back. And, and, and you know, this was a game that for most of the time UTEP loses and really not only loses but embarrasses, embarrasses themselves on national television. And they really came, came out and played a, played a heck of a game against um, Boise. And, you know, they shut down their offense. So... We'll see. Uh, we'll see if this is just a mirage. Um, next week's going to be very intriguing for UTEP. They're playing at Charlotte. UTEP has never won on the East Coast. Um, they're zero and twenty-six and one. I think they've had a tie, which I need to look up what the tie, who the tie was against. But you know, so um, Arkansas, please uh, beat A and M. That would be the cherry on top to this Saturday. Um, congratulations to Tennessee. You maybe finally got the monkey off your back with Florida. Um, it's been a struggle the last 15 20 years with florida is tennessee for real i don't know they still got alabama on their on their schedule so that's going to be a a fun game to watch i I like tennessee i like when tennessee is good and it's been a long time since they ran off uh, philip fulmer in 2008 that they've they've been kind of relevant on the national radar so you know we'll see what happens Uh, Let's talk a little bit of – we're going to talk NFL, um, Cowboys, Chiefs, and then uh, talk a little bit about conference realignment slash TV stuff. Um, Cowboys surprised me last week. I don't know if it's – I think it's more of that the Bengals are really bad, and I I felt that way at the beginning of the season. I thought the Bengals were going to suffer from a Super Bowl hangover, and it looks like they are. Um, but credit the Cowboys, you know, Cooper Rush took advantage of it. I think the, I think the Cowboys have a very strong chance of winning on Monday. Yes. The Giants are two and O, but who are they two and O against? One of them was against the Titans who, who they look awful. Well, really that whole AFC South looks awful. So, um, I think the Cowboys could get this one Monday night. I not really confident that the Cowboys are going to go anywhere. Um, because you, you, I think when you start playing some of those stronger teams coming up on your schedule, you got Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is going to beat you. You've got the Rams. You've got um, – who else do you have on your schedule? I think – I don't know. But <laughs> I think you can feast on, on teams like the Giants and the Bengals and maybe even possibly um, the Texans and Jaguars. But, you know – I think even like the Washington Commanders, they look a lot better than the Cowboys right now. So, um, not my expectations are pretty low of the Cowboys right now, and it's not just about Dak. It's there's there's issues. So, Chiefs, you you've got yourself, I think, a pretty good opportunity to get yourself to three and zero. The key is not playing down to your opponent. You're playing the Colts, and the Colts. That's another team along with the Titans. They've looked awful. These first two weeks, the Colts tied week one against the Texans and then got shut out against the Jaguars. 
Um, again, that AFC South, it, it looks brutal right now. And I still believe the Titans or the Colts will probably win it. But, you know, I, I thought, you know, whoever didn't win the division between the Titans and the Colts would would win the, a wild card game. I don't believe that anymore. So I think you're you're in a situation where you're going to need to, you know, win your division if you're the AFC South. That, that division is just so bad. So, um, you know. The key for the Chiefs is don't don't lay an egg against an inferior opponent tomorrow. You know, come out guns a blazing and 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 get this taken care of. So, should be interesting. All right, we're going to wrap up this segment. We're going to talk a little bit about conference realignment stuff. TV. There really hasn't been a lot of movement with realignment this week. Um, there was a news story that came out um, yesterday about the ACC is wanting to have some sort of merger with the Pac-12, Big 12. If I'm the Big 12, I'm a no-go on that. You know, you're you're at a point where you can put an end to the Pac-12 by uh, taking those four corner schools. And here's the thing with the ACC. The ACC seems stable right now because you have that two uh, TV deal t- through 2036. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's – that TV deal is not going to go all the way through 2036 with ESPN. It is not a matter of if. It's a matter of when does the SEC poach ACC teams. Clemson, Florida State, I think Miami potentially, North Carolina could be in that, in that group. Who knows, Virginia Tech maybe, I don't know. But you know the ACC seems to be on solid ground because they haven't lost any teams to other conferences lately. But it's 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 a it's a foundation built on sand, and you know if if I'm the Big Twelve, I'm a no go on any of these alliances. We saw how the alliance between the Big Ten, ACC, Pac Pac Twelve worked. It didn't work. Um, but if I'm the Big Twelve, you say no to this merger, but you start planning for poaching ACC schools that you want and schools that I would want. From the ACC, Louisville. I think Louisville's a good uh, good one to poach. Pittsburgh, get that backyard brawl rivalry into the Big 12. Um, you know, Virginia, Virginia Tech, I think would be good, good pickups. If Miami doesn't go to the SEC, I would poach them too. I think that would be a, a good program to bring in to the, um, to the Big 12. So that would be my attitude if I'm Brett Yormark. I don't think Brett Yarmark's going to go for any sort of merger. We saw, you know, the Pac-12 wanted that, and you know, clearly Brett Yarmark was smart enough to recognize that was not going to be advantageous to the Big 12, and I think he's going to feel the same way about, you know, any sort of merger with the ACC. The other big news this week concerning conference stuff, TV stuff is. You know, Amazon has officially made it known that they are uh, interested in getting into the college sports game. Not a surprise. Um, you know, the I think once they bid on the NFL and they're making the big time money off of that, I think they I think they were moving in the direction of offering more live sports. This is good news for the Big Twelve because you know right now because of the Big Ten deal that they made. With Fox, CBS, NBC, 
Um, I don't think Amazon and the Big Ten are going to work together. There's, I don't think there's, there's, a, there's a pipeline there. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for the SEC to work with Amazon just because um, they've had their massive deal with ESPN. I think they're going to stick with ESPN. They're in a pretty good position. ACC, same thing. You've got your massive deal with the with ESPN, with the ACC network, things like that. I think this gives the Big Twelve the best position to be the conference that the that Amazon bids on, and I think that's going to be a good thing. You can you're, that's going to be an additional revenue source for the Big Twelve moving forward. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, what happens and it's also going to be interesting to see is you know is amazon the only streamer that's going into sports i mean i've you know apple tv is already doing major league baseball what are they going to want to bid in, in college sports uh, netflix you know netflix has not been in the live sports game but you know you're at a point netflix where you've kind of hit the wall on where your growth can 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 happen and you're going to have to be looking at live events as your next opportunity for growth and so could you see a Netflix swoop in and 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 do some bidding on on college sports I don't know but um I think this is I think this bottom line is good news for the Big 12 you're going to have a, an an additional revenue source I still think you're probably going to end up um your primary source going to be ESPN and Fox again um but I think this this Amazon could be a potential additional partner for you if you're the Big 12. And I think this also is going to be a, a situation where, again, just like ESPN, I think Amazon's going to have a little bit of dictation as far as who is in the Big 12. And that I think then you will see in the direction of those four corner schools coming into the Big 12. So. Um, that's going to be interesting to watch. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And then when we come back, it will be time for listener questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter show. It is now time for listener questions. And again, there's two ways to ask questions on here. Make sure you are following the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter show, which is at the C Carp show. And then uh, follow the official TikTok of The Chris Carpenter Show, which is just simply The Chris Carpenter Show. So let's jump into it. There's some really fun questions this week. Obviously, questions are always more fun when you beat UT, (laughs) as we've learned through the years. Um, So let's jump right into it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Orenthal. His question is, is Texas back Orenthal from Placid? If by back you mean underachieving and um, not not getting even near contending for national championships despite all the money that you spend, all the boosters that you have, then yes, Texas is back or Renthal. Um, uh, uh, CDC, Crystal Conti, um, you know, you may be at the Plainview McDonald's right now, I'm not sure, trying to steal Joey McGuire. But uh, you know, maybe maybe you need to consult with Orenthal. I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah, that's what that's if te- that's what I mean. If is Texas back? So yeah, <laughs> that is never going to get old. By the way, um, you know, I don't even remember the ESPN announcer that did that, but he has created forever 
all sorts of jokes on the University of Texas. But it's fun, and it's worth it. So, <laughs> all right. Um, we've got Alan from Brownwood, home of the Lions. What is Tech's ceiling this year? So that's a really good question. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, my preseason predictions, I said 6-6. Six and six. I did not have them winning this game on my predictions. I did have them losing to NC State. You know, I – I don't, I don't put them in the. I don't think they're going to win the Big Twelve championship. Um, I like I said. I think the you know the top tier of the Big Twelve is OU, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Um, but I think beyond that, you know, I had Texas, I had Texas at number four and Kansas State at number five, and so I think next week's going to be an extremely revealing game about this Texas Tech team. And I, I keep saying that, I think, every week now because um, I, I, I don't know um, what the ceiling is. I, I certainly think – I think the floor is still, you know, yeah, things could fall apart and you could end up 5-7 and seven, um, and miss a bowl. But I, I think certainly 6-6 six and six is very doable. You know, um, Kansas seems to be better than, you know, we thought they would be. TCU, I still think they're an unknown. Um, I think Oklahoma State's who we thought they were, and I think that's going to be a struggle. Oklahoma, again, I think they're who we thought they were. What's interesting about that Oklahoma game is it's the last game of the season. It's in Lubbock. If you know Joey's now gotten two pretty key wins in Lubbock. You know, if 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 the Jones effect that we had in the early two thousand. 2000s is there. I mean, I don't see any reason Tech couldn't beat Oklahoma in Lubbock. Um, but, you know, I think as far as the ceiling, I, I think the ceiling's probably eight and four um, at this point. I still think you're, you're not in that top tier though with those three teams. But I, I still think, you know, I still think you can beat Baylor in Lubbock. I think, you know, I think beating Oklahoma State's going to be a hard, hard row. Um, you know, Oklahoma, I probably still lean, heavily, heavily lean Oklahoma winning that game just because, you know, your history against OU has been uh, – the the past decade especially has been uh, pretty rough. Like, you know, it's never even close rough, um, those games. So, you know, I, I think those are two, definitely two losses there. Um, you know, you've got – Kansas, are they better? It's in Lubbock. I think that's good news for Tech. You know, you've struggled to win at Iowa State. You haven't won there since uh, uh, 2014, I believe. And so you've got to go there. TCU and Fort Worth, is TCU better than we thought they were? I don't know. It's not going to be a home game for TCU. It'll be at best neutral because you're going to have a lot of Tech fans there. So, but, but yeah, I think that I probably, I would say the ceiling's eight and four for this team at this point, um, you know, but it, Kansas State's going to be an intriguing game next week for sure. Um, I was really high on Kansas State on the, last week's podcast. They laid a big fat egg against Tulane. They're playing Oklahoma tough right now. So it's which Kansas State team's going to show up. I don't know. That's what's going to be interesting to see. So, 
But yeah, eight and four, I, I'm, I'm saying is the ceiling for this tech team for this year. Uh, Nate from Ozona, how do big time wins like this impact recruiting with high school players? I think this is I think this is going to be a very successful recruiting weekend for Texas Tech, and I'm not talking just in football. I think basketball. You had a uh, probably the best point guard in the in the class. Next year's class is taking an official visit, and I think when they see the atmosphere of Tech and Lubbock, I think you sell something there. I think you know last February first. In basketball, or you had several weekend basketball games where Joey McGuire hosted recruits. I think it. I think it pays dividends, and I think you will see some some commitments from recruits because there's they're able to see number one. This is a great place to play, atmosphere wise. But number two, you can be successful, and I think the best thing that's about to happen to Texas Tech football is Texas and OU leaving because. I think you're you're going to be in a position where you are going to be able to win a conference more likely than you've been able to probably since the 70s. Um, and so, you know, Texas Tech's in a very good position. Yes, they're not getting all that lovely SEC money, Big Ten money, but you're not going to be you're not going to be, you know, in a position where you're going to be in Conference USA when Texas and OU leaves. And I, I think I think a lot of Tech fans need to realize that, that we don't necessarily need to play Texas and Texas A&M annually to be relevant. You know, one of the big news stories this week has been, you know, about is, is are, are we going to continue playing Texas? And, you know, there was a plan. And shocker, Texas is backing out of the plan. You know, here's the thing, and here's my advice I'd give to Tech. The only way I would be willing to play the University of Texas again is if they will agree to an actual home-and-home. I don't want a neutral site game. I don't want to just go to Austin, a true home-and-home. And And I don't think Texas is going to agree to that. And so my attitude as a Tech fan is, okay, fine, have fun, have fun, playing Vanderbilt for last place in the SEC West, okay? Um, you know, tech, tech needs to get out of this mindset of we need Texas to prop us up or we need A&M to prop us up. No, I don't think you do. Um, you, are, you are a university. You are a quality university. You can build a quality athletic program here. And I think you're starting to do that because you're, you've, you've ha- you're having to do that now. You're not having to rely on Texas and Oklahoma to prop up the rest of this conference. And I think Texas Tech has done some things that have taken the lead in doing that. So, um, you know, I'm okay with never playing Texas again. I I really am. Um, Less of a headache. Less of having to deal with their their fans, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, getting back to the original question, I think this is a – good weekend for recruiting. And I think you're going to see that pay dividends. All right. Uh, Brittany from Crane, uh, basketball question. How good can the basketball team while Fardaz is out with his, his uh, foot injury? How good, I guess, how good can they be? Yeah. So we, we had several interesting basketball nuggets this week. I forgot to mention it in my news roundup, but uh, they did release the big 12 conference schedule 
uh, for basketball. Um, probably biggest disappointment is Tech will be playing Kansas early in Lubbock, January 3rd, I believe. And here's why that's disappointing. You, the students aren't going to be back t- back in town yet. And so uh, th- I think that Big 12 did that on purpose because Kansas, they're like the Texas in basketball. They like to run the show, and the Big 12 lets them do it. And kind of kind of stinks that McCuller is not going to get a worthy homecoming from the Raider riot. And I think that there, there still will be a lot of homecoming fun for him, but it will not be at the level that he deserves. So, um, you know, other thoughts on the schedule. You get Texas February 13th on Big Monday in Lubbock. Um, you, go, you go to uh, the mood. I almost said the Irwin Center, but you know the mood. You know they blessed the mood. Matthew McConaughey did. Um, you go to you go there first, and then you come back and play in Lubbock. Well, it'll that what will be fun to see with that is is a CDC going to find nefarious ways to prevent Texas Tech fans from attending the game in the People's Republic of Austin. Um, he probably will because that's what he does best. But anyway, getting back to basketball and the question. Um, so the big news we found out was, um, Fardaz, um, is he's going to be out with a foot injury. Most reports have said it's a broken foot. So he'll be out probably for about two months. Um, you know, at worst it's, it's a bad injury. It's a disappointing injury. I think what's going to be interesting to watch is you've got Daniel Bacho back this year. And he's gonna he's gonna have to step up and really shoulder the load as a post player. I think I think he's gonna have that ability to do that. Um, you know, Tech Tech has some early season tests this year. They're going they're going to go to Maui. Um, you know, I think this is a good thing to test how what we have out of Bacho early. But you know, certainly um, you may see some struggles. Or you may see, you know, you may see Mark Adams um, employing a little bit of a, you know, more guard guard driven offense at this point. Which, you know, what 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 what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to have. Obviously, I said Bacho's going to have to step up. You're going to have to have O'Banner be more more of a rebounder, more of a you know shoulder the load on rebounding. Uh, you know, he's still going to have to get his points, but he's going to have to. Uh, probably shoulder more of the rebounding load um, early on when you don't have Fardos there. So, and get well soon, Fardos. Uh, I was, like I said, I, I'm real excited when you committed here, and and you know I think it's going to be a great season uh, with him. And get get well soon. So, and basketball will be here before you know it. November seventh, they're they're starting practice Monday, and November seventh is going to be the first game of the year, and. You know, if football's rocking and rolling and we go right into basketball, you could be in for a very special athletic year, athletics year at Tech. So, all right, next question we've got. <laughs> Steve from Austin, what's the return policy for T-shirts at Walmart? Well, I have a feeling Walmarts are going to be a pretty busy tonight um, with a lot of returns on burnt orange. So, Fortunately for all you uh, T-shirt fans, Tech, or Tech, <laughs> Texas, um, Walmart's pretty friendly about returning your burnt orange merchandise. So that's good news for you. 
<laughs> so, oh, and we've got a Gary from Fort Worth. He may be living in Austin now, I suspect. What are some good things to say during a press conference for a new and possibly temporary job? <laughs> um, yeah, Texas fans are melting down on Twitter. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, they want to fire Sarkeesian. Um, they, you know, it doesn't matter. This was Lubbock. You know, it's the typical Texas arguments. This was, this is not a rivalry. This was te Tex Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is you lost. So, uh, better figure it out soon. You still got Kansas on the schedule and we know Kansas knows how to beat Texas and you got to go to Lawrence this year. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's the nature of the beast in Austin. Um, you know, Sarkeesian, he's in his second year. And, you know, if, if they really fall apart, I could – I've said it. I said it in the preseason. I could see a scenario of interim coach Gary Patterson. And I, I think certainly <laughs> we may be in – if, if Joey, you know, goes off on – goes off and, and wins a bunch of games – don't put it above CDC to try to have some sort of clandestine meeting at the Plainview McDonald's again. Um, you know, or Jeff Trailer, he might come calling for him. But, you know, it, it's – I wouldn't want to coach at the University of Texas. It is the, – the, the job is nearly impossible. I mean, they ran off Mac Brown, who gave him a national championship, which they hadn't had since Daryl Royal was there, um, you know. And – you know, Tom Herman, yeah, he was kind of a donkey and acted like a doofus. You know, just he did a lot of stupid annex. But record-wise, he did well at Texas, and they ran him off. So it's it's the nature of them. They, they have this attitude, and A&M's kind of started to have this attitude too of, well, we got the money. We can get the best coach money can buy. And that's not really a way to, to build a program, you know. So – that's what I mean. It's going to be fun to watch how that dumpster fire continues to uh, evolve at Texas. So, all right, we got one more question. This is Cynthia from Dalhart. Uh, what does the response to the gruesome injury to Bryce Ramirez from the coaches, teammates, and fans say about the culture at Texas Tech? And I want to say a couple things about uh, the Bryce Ramirez situation. Um, Number one, it, it was really awesome uh, to see him. You know, he he was at the game today. You know, had a I think he was up in he was up in one of the uh, uh, suites and cheering his team on. It's so good that he's back in Lubbock, and it was it was awesome to see the response that he got. Um, you know, when he came back, you know, Raider Red was there, the Mass Rider cheerleaders, obviously the coaching staff was there. I also got to give kudos to Dave Doran at NC State and, and the whole NC State program. Um, you know, Dave Doran, the head coach at NC State, you know, he visited Bryce um, in the hospital and, you know, they wrote him letters and everything. And, uh, you know, NC State, you are you got a fan uh, unless unless we're playing you. You got a fan in me. And, uh, you know, I hope. I'd love to see you win the ACC, um, you know, just a very classy of that program, you know, and it's it's been awesome to see the, the response uh, to Bryce Ramirez and the injury. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me, you know, this is how this 
it's how West Texas is. You know, West Texas helps each other out and, you know, that it doesn't surprise me. And that's, that's why I like living where I live because, you know, you can, you can be in, in some trouble or you can have some tragedy hit you and people do what they can to help, you know, and I don't, We've seen that even beyond the Bryce Ramirez situation. You know, you had the young man at Dalhart um, that tragically lost his life in a JV football game, and you know the way that the high school high school football players all over this area, you know, um, rallied around Dalhart, rallied around um, that family. You know, when they, you know, they, they they donated the young man's organs, and you know. You had all these high school football players at the hospital, you know, just being there for for that situation. It just it just doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, I've lived in this area now over twenty years, um, and it's there's just something to, you know. People insult this area all the time. Oh, it's windy. It's dusty. It's flat. All this other stuff, you know. But the the people that live around here are just second to none. It's just not even close and the uh, the the way that people will help you when you need it, it it's just it's special and it doesn't surprise me that there was all this outpouring for Bryce Ramirez cuz I just know how people are around here but it was really awesome to see and you know again continued prayers for him and you know he's he's got a long road ahead of him physical therapy wise but it was awesome seeing him at the game and that guy always has a smile on his face. Just, uh, what a, what a, what a great, uh, type of mindset to have. And, you know, he, um, uh, he was, he was cheering, you know, they showed his reaction when tech got that interception early on in the first half and man, he was excited and it's just awesome. And I think it says a lot about this area and it says a lot about what, what Joey McGuire is trying to build at Texas tech and, and is done a pretty good job first four games of building. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, it will be time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And this week's Tip of the Week deals with what you can and cannot control um, in life, whether you know, whatever you do in life, um, you, you do for an occupation um, and other things, you need to you need to realize there are always going to be things that you cannot control, um, and don't allow yourself to worry over those things that you cannot control. Um, you know. You worry about the things you can control, take care of your business and those things that you can't control, even if there's pressure from outside forces wanting you to do something about those things, only worry about the things you can control. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, there is. Let me give you a little bit of a scheduling update for next week. There is most likely not going to be a new episode of the Chris Carpenter show next week. I'm actually um, going to be out of town um, next weekend. So um, 
The next new episode of the Chris Carpenter Show will be on October the 8th. We'll have a lot, obviously, to catch up on. We'll talk about the Kansas State game. Depending on when the Oklahoma State game is that week, I may or may not try and do a recap show um, in addition to my normal episode. It'll just, it, a lot of it will depend on – I mean, we're in, this, we're in this time of the year where – you know, a week out is when we find out when the next game's going to be. Uh, so obviously Kansas State this week's going to be 11 a.m. Um, next game's going to – who knows when they'll play Oklahoma State. So we'll just kind of hang on to that. But, uh, yeah, so no new episode next week. Um, but two weeks from now, I will be back with a brand new episode of the Chris Carpenter Show. So I will see you in two weeks. Let's beat Kansas State and beat Oklahoma State. And hope everybody has a great week. And I will see you next time on The Chris Carpenter Show.